You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I had an amazing conversation with Morgan Lander and S.J. Jones about Kitty Pig. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! Lambgoat presents the Van Flip Podcast. What is good? Welcome back to this episode of the Van Flip Podcast, or welcome to this episode of the Van Flip Podcast. If you haven't been here before, I have to change how I do these intros just for that reason. Today I am joined none other than the budding band Pupil Slicer, Kate and Luke from the band Pupil Slicer, I should say. Welcome to the show. How are you guys doing? Not too bad, very busy. We've got the album coming out in two days at the moment and we're recording, so lots of orders to pack, but yeah. we're getting through it. Good, good, good. Yeah, you guys uh, have been making some waves in the last couple, you guys are a relatively new band in the grand scheme of things, only a handful of years, but you guys have been making some waves in the rear, uh, the n- recent near future, or, I'm sorry, yeah, recent near past. You guys have been making a lot of waves uh, recently, so how's that been? Yeah, it's been mad. I mean, we couldn't have really hoped for anything like that. So when we made the first album, we thought a couple of our mates would listen to it and uh, end up on lots of people's album of the year list. So it was like pretty crazy time. Um, so we made another album and hopefully that does as well. Yeah. Uh, but you know, past performance doesn't always guarantee future returns. No, but oh, you, okay. that's <laughs> yeah, that's true. You also have, uh, but you also definitely have released a few singles to, up to this point, and they seem to be uh, going over quite well. Yeah, we've got um, three of them out. Um, well, we think they enca- encapsulate a sort of good palette of taste, the palette of the kind of things on the album. Obviously, there's loads more stuff in the album that isn't really covered with those but we thought it'd be funny to like that was the main reason for like the first single being the one that's like least like the first album is we were like well no one would expect that so let's release that and then release the heaviest track as the second single so any doubters can get set right with that intentional swerve intentional swerve yeah so how was the reception of the first one and how were your feelings when you before like the night before releasing that you know, because obviously you have it set to release whoa, on certain whoa. dates. So, what were the feelings? Kind of scared about how I'd go down on Lamgoat, <laughs> obviously, which is held in high regard by the band. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you want to get into that. Like, this was a thing that Kay and Josh was, like had before. Kind of like I really knew what Lamgoat was, the palace of like trolling. Yeah, as it's communicated <laughs> in the band. So. Maybe Kate wants to kind of extrapolate on that more. Well, hold on, time out. before I'm we get, before we jump in. I definitely want to get into that, but there's other there's a couple other bases I want to cover before we get into that particular situation. <laughs> sure. Kate's sure. relatively rel- you're, you're you're young, correct? Like I don't want to like yeah. guesstimate your age, but uh, it's like mid twenties. Yeah. 
And Luke, how old are you? Uh, I'm I'm 52. No, I'm not. I'm th- I'm 33. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm just curious because you have a you have a well well main, maintained uh, lock of dreads, like a lot of dreads that have taken many years, probably. So I would have assumed you're yeah, a little yeah. older than than Kate, but uh, I'm that. I'm a bit older, like 33, but I feel 43. It's all good. No, I, no, that's I, not I, true. I feel good. I feel good. I'll be the oldest on the I'll be the oldest on the podcast. I'll be 40 this year, so it's all good. I'll I'll take the old man the old man role. But I always I, said that, like, I'd just become, you know, the bassist in Lamb of God. He's, like, about seven or eight years older than the rest of them. Yeah. yeah he's just, like, still been doing it. I was like, I'll become that that guy, and here I, here I am. So Yeah, if all if all goes according to plan, you'll have another, you know, 10, 15, 20 years of doing yeah. this, hopefully within this band. Uh, My beard started going gray, as you yeah. can see, welcome, on the low pixel camera. <laughs> welcome so, to the club, man. Welcome to the, I got a yeah. whole, like, <laughs> nice. Stewart the whole thing going on. Nice. A whole Distinguished. Yeah. Distinguished. Yeah. If we'll call it that, we might have to shave this beard off in a little bit if it keeps going. But so I bring that up to bring this up. You re- you found uh, heavy music, Kate, at a very uh, I don't want to say later stage, but you were almost twenty years old, or you were almost in that you know out of school yeah. and everything like that. So you you kind of fell into heavy music. Um, I don't want to say later in the game, but you did. You, you know, later in life in your teen in teen years. And then how long did you got like how long did you take before? You know, oh, I've heard my first heavy track. I love it. Boom, I'm in People Slicer. Uh, it was probably like less than a year. Yeah. <laughs> so I would say it was a pretty fast turnaround. Like, um, I got into metal around when I was about 18, second half of being 18, uh, first year of uni. And um, the first heavy band that I listened to was actually Death Heaven. Uh, probably won't go down with. Lamb Goat readers that well for that one. And we cover, we cover, uh, we cover them either way. But, um, uh, and then someone was like, "Oh, if you like that, uh, check out Jane Doe by Converge." It's a bit of a curveball. I don't know why someone said that, but um, <laughs> that was like the next thing. And then someone was like, "Well, I listen to One of Us Is Killer by Dillinger," and then those three bands are still my favorite bands. Very <laughs> much. Uh, yeah. Probably quite apparent in the music I write, but. Um, yeah, the first things I learned to play on guitar were like Death Heaven songs because I was like, oh, this is sick. And I had like this shitty 15 pound guitar from like, I don't know what the American equivalent is, but uh, it's like 30, 40 bucks. Yeah. yeah um, Walmart. Uh, this, yeah, Walmart. Like a Walmart guitar <laughs> uh, for like 30 bucks. It was awful. Uh, and then I went to a friend's house at uni and he had like an electric, like a Fender Squire. Um, Strat and I tried it and I was like oh my god this is what it's like to play with action that's less than like two centimetres mm-hmm. uh, this is amazing uh, so then uh, when I got home from the first year of uni I was like well I'm going to go and uh, invest all my money spending £250 which isn't that much on like uh, on a uh, Ibanez I got that and then I just started learning Death Heaven and Converge songs uh, and Dinger Escape Band songs which is quite Probably quite a deep end to start on. But, yeah, I would um, say it's a you know just an ease into yeah. playing guitar. You know, some people start with like yeah. Bob Marley chords. You're going like, eh, fuck it. Jane Doe is a good. Yeah, guitar. I mean, it, it was like a year after I started playing guitar that I was like, right, I'm gonna learn some chords now. Because uh, <laughs> I was like, I'll just learn riffs. That'll be fine. Um, but I mean, it, it, it sort of worked itself out. I had like a couple lessons near the start. Um, just I was like, right, if I want to actually play guitar, I should probably have some lessons to be like. So don't fuck my hands up holding the guitar wrong or something, which I was. I was like doing the worst, like fucking 
uh, clawing my hand around to the, resolve those issues and then sort of just figured out the rest by myself. Um, and then I put up an ad on Join My Band, uh, which is a website here, where I was like, I want to be in a band like Beth Heaven, and I ended up joining a post-black metal band um, with Josh, our drummer, um, and then us and the bassist from that band were like, we've got some grindcore riffs. And then we ended up writing a whole grindcore EP, and then that bassist shortly left after, and then we found Luke on Join My Band as well, and he joined because we sounded like Carcass at the time, and he was promised uh, low IQ, heavy, gore grind yeah. riffs. <laughs> uh, but then I was like, oh, sick, you're good at bass, so uh, let's play Mathcore, because uh, yes. that's what I really like. Wow. <laughs> uh, and then we wrote Mirrors um, after that, so it was a pretty short turnaround and like yeah within a space of a year from picking up guitar start people size and i think you can see that in the music like competencies like when, I, when we did that first dp it was like the hardest thing i'd ever played on guitar and i was like this is ridiculous i can't do this uh but how, how long had you been playing guitar like, how long had you been playing guitar up until that point though because it was if it's the hardest thing months. yeah it's the hardest thing you ever played in guitar but it was like six months into your yeah journey you know what i mean and it was like just opens and like bar chords and not bar chords like uh, power chords and I was like this is horrible I can't do this it's a lot um, of like zero three six four one four yeah, yeah, you three know. four four three like one the holy zero, trini- three, like the holy trinity or something yeah. like that you know yeah that's all you need um, let me just move that bad boy half a, up half a step play it once more move it to another string yep. play it once more and hey rocking. <laughs> you've got a whole like yeah. verse uh, bridge you got chorus bridge. yeah yeah you're good to yeah. get but, yeah you got, you're doing it um, so yeah well, then uh, so I think my ethos for like learning guitar was like seeing Ben Weinman from Dillinger being like I love writing stuff and then learning how to play it after because then I'll be forced to I'll be like I've got this good riff I should learn how to play it properly so that was sort of my ethos for doing stuff and I've just been pushing myself as a guitar player by like writing stuff I can't play and then being like fuck I've got to learn this now (laughs) Uh, but I've managed so far I've I've managed to to fool everyone into thinking I can at least play guitar to sort of a competent level so far I've been trying to get I've been trying to get Kate to like learn some uh, Sinister Gates solos to improve the shred aspect of Kate's playing oh yeah I can't I can't shred, I can't sweep or anything like that. All I can do is play in weird time signatures. No, we just find my mates to do that and then bring them in the band to come and play. Yeah, we've got... That's the easiest we've got, part. We've had the two, two live guitarists and um, uh, basically when I had the live guitarist, they could both shred. So I was like, right, I'm going to write a shredding solo and then make them play it for me because I don't want to learn that. So when you um, when you bring so that's that in, what we did in Blossom. when you bring that into the <laughs> to the practice space or to the yeah the idea room so to speak, are you mouth ripping yeah. all these ideas? Like I have a solo would, idea um, like, that goes like, wee, 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 and then they I got get a example. Like, like, go on, go on, Kate, go on. I sort of tab it all out. So um, ah, okay. That uh, I tab out like the general form of it. So I'll be like, I want it to shred and on the beats hit these notes along the way, and then the slower parts of the solo. Um, between the shreds, I'll just write out completely. Now I'll just be like, can you join these up with like 16th notes? Um, and then I'll get that back, and then I'll be like, I don't like those passing notes. Send it back again. Uh, and then the passing notes you. matter, right? The passing notes matter. You can't you can't skimp on the passing notes. So, 
when you what made you decide to pick up guitar what? were you like interested in music or like because you seemed like whether you've learned it very quickly in a short span of time which is possible obviously but you a lot of people like that play guitar or or whatever not that a lot of people that play guitar but a lot of the people that i talk to on this podcast don't know even like what an a chord is or you know i mean they play guitar very well they just don't know the fundamentals and the basics of like what to call this or what to call that they know where to just put their fingers or what it sounds like and where to put you know on the fretboard they can mimic that sound but it sounds like you're tabbing stuff out so like you do you have like a better mental knowledge of like music no, I, I, we know theory we know theory and yeah, stuff, yeah so but like but yeah, you can't yeah. but you're better at that than perfor- like playing it out like you understand yeah, that yeah, part way better either. than playing it out so so i did um a lot of people don't know theory too you know? surprise surprise a yeah. lot of people don't know theory it just works out <laughs> hey we know we know some scales about three nice that's all you need like you said move it up and down the fretboard switch it to a different string just hit that lydian uh, shit Ooh. Uh, I studied violin from when I was like seven years old till I was like sixteen. Okay. Um, just because my mum was like, "There's this fiddle orchestra, we should do something creative." Um, I didn't really like it; it was all right, um, but it wasn't like scratching that itch. Uh, but I also had a really shitty like acoustic guitar my whole childhood that was so bad it made me not want to play it at all. I was like, this is awful. Mm-hmm. Uh, so until I got that electric guitar, then I got that and I was like, oh, this clicked. You just crank loads of distortion on it and then you can like write sick riffs. Um, but then another point of reference was Def Evan saying, if the riff doesn't work without distortion, then it's probably not a great riff. So actually a lot of the stuff is written just me playing electric guitar acoustically and being like sick that's sick and then you put all the effects on it after and it sounds even better yeah um but i'm getting yeah, okay. struck strict on that now because there are some riffs which like just don't work without distortion um but yeah it's, it's just finding those ways to like build up the repertoire i think learning a lot of other artists songs um helps with like musical repertoire and being like oh mm-hmm. there's these techniques there's these chord shapes and stuff that are a bit more complicated but um yeah i did do theory as well alongside yeah i would assume violin playing, when i was younger yeah if, yeah, you're, if you're messing but, with the violin at a young age you you probably have a decent grasp on you know tablature and, and just music theory yeah. in general yeah so that explains a lot i can't yeah. read she i can't read sheet music on guitar i can on violin uh, okay, i can read so, on piano but i can't on so oh. when you when you're tabbing it out, are you tabbing it out in the program, or are you just kind of tabbing it out on like a? I'm notebook? tabbing out in the program. Okay. Um, I use Tux guitar. Cheapo, man. Yeah, yeah. Tux Pro's better. Cheap, yeah, but I don't know five. how to use it. So I, it's been a thing of oh yeah, I'll learn how to use Guitar Pro at some point, and I've never gotten around to it. And I'm like, well, I've got this idea. I'm just going to keep using. It's Tux. very similar. It's very similar. The console is like the same. But I just wanted to say, Kate, like you know that sentiment that you expressed about it being acoustic and like how yeah. if you can't play acoustically then it's not really a good song that's uh i remember that sentiment also being expressed by paul stanley uh regarding uh kiss's material and that's why they made a life three um so maybe we need to apply that to uh slicer stuff i don't know we could play any mirrors songs acoustically um <laughs> we maybe could play a couple on this one though yeah but, yeah it seems a bit more uh what what's the proper word? Um, elevated. The material elevated. is elevated. Like elevated. Oh, just not. 
it's just not grindcore tracks though, right? So like, there's different um, aspects. There's there's a lot of different aspects coming in on this particular record. That's not just like musical, but like vocal stuff. There's different vocal stuff on there. There's different, like you guys said, when you released the first sig- single, it was a little straight from the path of what you guys had previously put out. So you know, you kind of show uh, a little growth within that time period of you know that short period of between albums. So. Hey, what's up? It's Lurk. Looks like you're enjoying the podcast. If you are and you like what we're doing here on the Van Flip, why don't you go ahead and pause this, give us a rating and review on whatever platform you're listening to. If you want to find out any information on your favorite bands from the hardcore and metal scene, visit lambgoat.com. And to stay in the loop about everything that we post on lambgoat.com, make sure you like us on Facebook and you head over to Twitter and Instagram and follow us at lambgoat. Are you a full-grown adult and you also have a TikTok account? Congrats. Follow us on TikTok as well. You can find us under the username lambgoat.com. That's spelled out D-O-T-C-O-M. Head over to our YouTube channel where we have all of these podcasts in video format plus a lot more content that you should check out. Make sure you hit that subscribe button and you hit that notification bell so you're always alerted when we upload new content. And last but not least, if you want to follow me, Lurk, the host of the show, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at LurkCity. And as always, if you need any of the links that pertain to the artists on the show today, Lambgoat, or myself, you can always find them in the description. Thanks for listening to this message. Now let's get back to the show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's been a it wasn't a active decision to like move outside the box from the first album though. It was more people really liked the first album um, and everything about it which sort of elevate uh, lifted a lot of the fears around like are people gonna like us if we don't sound enough like converge uh, <laughs> yeah. so i'm like i know people like converge riffs and i know people like dillinger riffs so as long as i write those i'm all right and then on this album i was like okay i might try some pupil size riffs this time so i think this album's a little bit more pupil sizer than right. mature it's a mature, mature. Sound, it's, yeah. it's a bit more confident in itself um i'm not relying as heavily on influences obviously no art created in a void so you're going to have all those influences still clear and at the core of it I still love Dillinger and Converge so I'm going to write bumping riffs in 1916 yeah uh, um, you know on the Dillinger yeah. thing we should probably say that when we drove back from the tour that we just finished from Denmark so we drove from Denmark to Calais and that's about like an 18 or 20 hour drive um, our guitarist Alex um he took the wheel for a while, um, all in short Dropped stuff, the so bombshell. <laughs> yeah. Dropped and, the uh, bombshell that he'd never yeah. heard Dillinger and he's playing in a math core band. Wow. He had, he had listened to Converge that? a bit, though. But how do you well, navigate to... it a little bit? To not, I, I don't know how you would just... I mean, he's had to have heard of them, but just was like... Eh, he's heard of them, just heard eh, You know, yeah. I'll fucking so, leave that for So I was like, later. right, uh, plugged in the orcs, and we played the entire Dillinger discography back to front in one go. Oh, my God, <laughs> that's, that's a whole feat. Yeah. That's a whole yeah. thing. He yeah. loved it. He was like, "Oh, it just sounds like beautiful slice." I'm just like, yeah. "Yeah." He's like, "Yeah, this is good." You're like, "You want to, want another album, Alex?" Yeah. yeah, yeah, this is good. It's like got a couple more hours of me. Let's let's keep going. And it's just like uh, <laughs> fucking hell. Yeah, and like the other part to it was kind of that we were recounting, you know, like our personal experiences with the music of it, and like kind of like also oh, we saw them on tour and like giving our yeah. personal like kind of things because uh, me and Kate have you know. Because I'm a bit older, I was kind of around mm-hmm. a little bit more uh, before, uh, and then Kate kind of came into it when it was kind of 
in the when they're in the true latter days. But it's right. like, uh, yeah, there's a big love for them in the band. Obviously, there's a big um, love for them, and I think most of the uh, scene, if you like, from my time for sure, they like everyone. Sure. Like yeah, I, man, I just saw Converge last weekend for the you know second time this year or something like that. So that's nice. a, that's a band I try to see whenever I can, wh- wherever I can. And then uh, Dillinger, if I could, I'd see him every day if I, you know, if I could. But that that yeah. won't happen. Uh, it's been. I did that at one point. On it's been a while. On the last two, tour through the UK, I think I watched like five dates of it, just traveled around the UK following. Yeah, it was worth it. If you get on farewell tour. Yeah, I I thought about yeah. doing the New York shows. That would that would have been fun. But they uh, they came through here on their last tour, and I got to do some artist stuff with them. So that was kind of neat. Oh, really. Yeah, I was talking to Greg about Glassjaw's album at the time, and he was like, "Yeah, you'll probably get a Glassjaw album before another band, but it took two years for that Glassjaw album to come out." So, I think he was wrong. But um, other than that, you know, it is what it is. So, what is your? Um, you, you go through the discography and like that whole eighteen-hour, you know, uh, van ride. What's the? What's the consensus on the best Dillinger album? Oh, okay. Well, well I think I'll hit him with the line. Hit him with the line. I can't remember the line. The Miss Machine line. Your Miss Machine line. Oh, my Miss Machine line. Well, in my opinion, Miss Machine's objectively the best Dillinger album just because it did so much and changed so much for them. But it's not my favourite one. Uh, My favourite one's Option Paralysis. Mm. Which is uh, also also mine. I got into. Um, But on the first listen, Alex's favourites were Calculating and One of Us. Uh, and I think since then he's been listening to them a lot and he liked I Worked and One of Us. Mm. But obviously the Mike Patton EP is just like untouchable, so Yeah, that's a um, that's a that's a like a what do you call that? It's like a variant. It's not even real like yeah, it's, a variant, it's not yeah. even part of like the actual discography. Yeah. It's just a gym sitting pure, up there. Yeah, it's not pure yeah. canon. It's yeah, not yeah. pure canon. It is um. something. <laughs> it is a, it is and, and one of my favorite Dillinger songs. Legends. When good dogs do bad things or when bad dogs do whatever the fucking the the dog one on there. That's my favorite. Yeah. One of my favorite Dillinger songs. I will have to say I definitely got more into Dillinger during the Miss Machine time because I, I mean I was around and cool. you know I was in the scene at that time so <clears throat> they'd already had like Running Board and Forty Three Percent Burnt and all that stuff and the Mike Patton EP but I had I had kind of fucked with the Mike Patton EP uh, and I may just not have been like a Dimitri guy you know early on but hmm. when Greg entered the band I, that Miss Machine album like you said did so much for a lot of things and. It definitely wasn't like at first listen, like, oh, this is awesome. It took many, many listens to get into that album, even though it was just, it was different mm. than what the previous stuff is, but it was more palatable for some reason. But it also opened you up to yeah. like Dillinger, too. And then you just followed them but- on their discography going forward, and, you know, they kind of interwoven themselves between Miss Machine and like earlier stuff. So it was really good. I mean, interesting. It's like we've been getting comparisons saying like, our new album blossoms like our mess machine to mirrors being calculating and it is like the rawness is there in the first album and then it's like crystallized into its final form you say Um, we had a review you say we had a review is that actually just your opinion no we've had reviews saying that (laughs) is that that is legit well, you'll yeah, have okay. you'll I have a review you'll have a review on the uh, you'll <laughs> nice. have a review on Lamgo coming up shortly here. Oh, we cool. are, we I are can't wait that. for the comments. Yeah, going to get absolutely flamed. Well, since oh, that's you know, the best part let's, let's get into it. Let's get into it now. Yeah. We'll get back into it because I know I've been holding you guys yeah. off on talking about that, and we've we've, <laughs> we've recently we've recently run into some like issues with uh, 
bans and comments and stuff like that. And that is something that we've dealt with not only for the time that I've taken over, but Lamb Goat's dealt with it, you know, for a long time. So, um, I'm not going to say who's in, I'm not going to say who I had these conversations with because there are people that aren't, pli- uh, aren't, uh, super happy about the comments. So I'll just leave the bands, mm-hmm. you know, off, band names off. But, um, I had a conversation yesterday, literally, with a decently established band, and they were, they kind of didn't want us to post about their band because of the comments. Now, um. Weak. Yeah, I, I mean, outside <laughs> of, like, personally, I thought that was weak too. And, you know, we do get our fair share of bands not being super stoked on comments for one reason or another, whether it's racism, homophobia, uh, you know, just fucking outright crazy shit that they say on the internet, right? <laughs> so, yeah. so that's, we're not, we're definitely not uh, in that camp. For us, but see what I said, what I said to them, what I said to them, what I said to the other person was, I was like, we have people that are in bands that use this as like a badge of honor for the most part. Some bands, smaller bands love being posted about and getting roasted on lamb goat. Some bands yeah. use those comments as like fodder or memes or like content to share to their uh, audience. And then we I, haven't done that yet. We certainly could though. Yeah, you, need, you, yeah. You, you could, you could. And you know, there, there's definitely, um, like a community about the commenting too. So like if you're new to lamb goat, it does come off as like, holy shit, this is rough. But if you've been around <laughs> lamb goat, you kind of understand like, Oh, this is just kind of what they do. Yeah. They're like shitty comedians trying to make the worst jokes possible. And they fail yeah. 99% of the time. They're really bad comedians making really bad jokes. Um, yeah, we've uh, had, we've had uh, some, uh, okay. so the first time, the first time it happened, we were like, Oh shit, this isn't very nice. It's, the second time it happened, we were like, "Oh, this is this is how it goes on Lamb Goat." Oh, here we go. Here and we by go. By the third article, we were like, "I can't wait for the Lamb Goat article." <laughs> it's it's the best part of every release is just seeing the most absurd things I've ever heard. Yeah. We've um, it's like a badge of honor. We've been called Biden Rock. Oh yeah, so there's so many bad oh. puns like that aren't even like they don't even make sense. Someone was like more like poo poo toucher. Yeah. And I was like, wouldn't poo poo slicer be better? And then someone was like, um pubic slider. And mm. I was like, wouldn't pubic slicer make more sense as like a thing? Like what does a pubic slider mean? And like Just just before amazing. we move on from it, so right? Good. The Biden Rock thing is like <laughs> now big in the band because it's like we it's like yeah we're Biden Rock sure this is not going to be good because now the person that made that comment is going to be like yes fucking got it and now Bro, I'm like now I'm going to do it more on the shirt no but the thing <laughs> is but the other half is like I'd rather be Biden Rock than Trump Corps so <laughs> what about that? So what about that, my friend? Well, now, oh, like the now they're going to come Trump corn on your comments now because you said you don't want. Bro, it. like it's fine. Like it's yeah. it's although it like Just we're talking about yeah. Although we're talking about it humorously, like Kate, but Kate, we've received all sorts of things, and Kate personally because of the band. And it's like, well, if that's the case, then it means that the per- one of the you know impetuses behind what Kate writes about and why the band exists is needed and vital for that reason. So it's like, yeah, whatever, man. Yeah, and all, but also they're putting enough. You know, the thing that I try to express too is like, if you're getting a paragraph, if you're getting a paragraph comment on your article, and it, it could be like 
you know, wild, outlandish, possible, possibly hurtful, whatever. God, the person had to express, expend so much time, not even just thinking about the comment, but then typing that whole thing out. It's like, yeah. you've won. Like, you know, you've triggered that person yeah. or you've caused that person a reaction. Right, exactly. So, you know, it's one of those love-hate things on Lamb Goat that we, or at Lamb Goat that we talk about, the comment section and stuff like that. And it is, uh, it's one of the things that we're going to keep around, obviously, because it is part of Lamb Goat. But, you know, we're not like sitting I here like, hopefully... Yeah, yeah, exactly. And a lot of people do. And the thing is, like, you guys come, you guys are in a different, um, like, you know, your band is different because you do have people in different, um, you know what I mean? You have, like, bands have people of color, bands have people of, you know, trans people, people have, they're all different people. So you guys are one of those bands. So you tend to have a, a target on your back for our commenters. But, a lot of the comments on your articles are good too, and a lot of them are talking about the music, and a lot of them are doing this, that, the other. They could also not comment, and then that would be such a bummer. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think that would be the bigger bummer because, yeah. like you said, they're talking I mean, the about ba- you, they're thinking about it's you. It's like a badge of honor, as well. When like because of the bar being so low for an average lamb goat commenter, <laughs> that when you Ooh. get the mildest bit of praise it's like that guy fucking loves us like we once had a this isn't too bad dot 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 yeah. and I was like that's like that's, a, that's a 10 like, yeah, you've got a, a 10 that's, that's a 10 that's a lamb goat 10 yeah. right there <laughs> but, but okay so from, from me owning the brand and the website I yeah. appreciate the, the way you you're the head the honcho yeah, you're a head honcho. Yeah, yeah. We're, sure. we're we are speaking to management yeah. right now. Currently, so I, well, I didn't I didn't cre- I didn't create it. I didn't create it. I didn't start it. I just took over a year ago. But I'm sorry, Kate. What no. were you saying? Okay, so, you can you can I finish. I was just saying all the comments are you under a different alias. Then. Yeah, I am anonymous. Your yeah, I am anonymous. I gotta keep I gotta I keep people I gotta keep people coming back. You know what I mean? I gotta see what <laughs> I have no time whatsoever. I got all the time in the world to spend fucking leaving weird comments on the website. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, and to be all transparent and honest, I've also received probably more than in the last you know three years doing this podcast and being a part of the forum and being a part of the Lamb Goat staff for that long. I've received my fair share of just people dogging shit and all over my life and my dead mom and fucking my my ex girlfriends <laughs> from past previous relationships. I'm, so like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry to hear that, man. Oh, it's all good. My mom's been that. dead for like 12 years, so it's not like a fresh new wound or anything like that. But they like to bring it up, and it's just one of those things <laughs> where I'm like, oh, fuck it. You're thinking about wow. me. Wow. Yeah. So Quite needless, really, isn't it? Yes, but some people yeah. are sad individuals and they live on the computer in their yeah. mom's basement. And that's the thing. A lot of people need to realize that the people that are leaving comments, for the most part, especially if they are truly hurtful, you've already won. The person you're co- they're commenting on has already beat that per- You know what I mean? Like, anyone hating on you or me, we've already won. Yeah, that's I love I the haters. Yeah, that's how I look at it. Um, I want to get into the name because the name is also uh, quite... Uh, one of those things where a lot of people are drawn to one way or the other. I literally was just listening to the Hard Lore podcast. Are you guys familiar with that? Uh, yeah. I think I know what you're about that's to the say. Guy Someone from... else mentioned it to me. But Ca- please continue. That's the, guy, yeah. 
uh, the guy from God's uh, Hate and Twitching Tongues. Ha- harm's Way. Harm's Way. Harm's Way and yeah, Bo from uh, Harm's Way and tongues. Colin yeah. from Twi- Twitching Tongues and God's Hate and Dead Body and everything. Yeah. Um, Damn, those are good bands. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great podcast, too. It's becoming one of my f- ones mm. I listen to on a regular basis. But they mentioned Colin. He was almost like, the name is almost too jarring for me to listen to the music. <laughs> but it is one of the, and I've and that's the comment that he said. But I've also heard like how jarring the name is, just with the visual, you know, like saying yeah. it or reading it, then makes you think visually of slicing, slicing your pupil, and that's not something that you know, like a paper cut. People fucking start cringing. Slicing your pupil is like your eyes start watering, your nose start. You know, I mean, you feel it. Yeah. Oh, it should I, affect I'm you in all forms. Yeah. I'm a bit numb to it at this point. I just think it's funny. Well, yeah, you, you would, you would, but... I forget how brutal the name is. Right, right. but it, it is it is gum, it is coming to people's eyes and ears for the first time in the last couple months. You know, you, you're grow you're growing yeah. in si- uh, you're growing in fandom, yeah. and you're getting a better uh, more listeners, and so people are you know hearing it for the or hearing that name for the first time. Being like, I mean, what the with fuck? regards to people hearing the first name, what never gets old is like two scenarios. One is kind of when we're just about as a band, and then we either have to just do admin as a band, so maybe check into a hotel or go through tolls and mm. people are like what are your band called and we're like pupil slice and they go yes pupil uh? slice like that <laughs> ah, like that or the other one uh. is just in work and you go what's your band called and they go pupil slicer and they go okay I guess do you play rock do you yeah. play rock music <laughs> and you're like yeah yeah I play really <laughs> hard rock have you ever heard it's of Imagine really Dragons heavy it's metal. kind of like that it's kind of like yeah. Imagine Dragons meets uh I'm trying to think of a big UK rock band, but I can't off the top of my head. U2. Royal Blood. I, that one's in my head right now because they Blood. just fucking oh, yeah, took everybody Blood. off. I actually watched yeah. that. And I was like, dude, come on. You probably got paid tons to do this. Just like... Are you, were you there? I mean, I'm like... It's... No, I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't oh, okay. the, the big weekender. Like, I, I did see the clip, though, but... Yeah. That's wild. A big, win- big weekender with Jay-Z. I, I mean, they're acting like they're do. Brendan from Counterparts. And it's like... You know you're in royal blood, mate. You're not in the yeah, but he bag. didn't do it in like, like he, no, but he didn't do it in like a call out way. It was cheesy. In it was like kind of cheesy. Kind of, yeah, well, no, but it was just actually just someone complaining. Like hardcore bands do it in the like, kind of an emotive way, and yeah. when you do it, you're generally standing in front of a group of people doing it, and like you know, it's kind of you're doing that more as hype. But they were just that thing was just like. You guys, and then they walked off with their fingers up. Yeah, I think <laughs> like that, like, I saw like a. I was I, like, "Wow, okay, nice." Yeah. I saw like the edited clip for like you know whatever. I think we posted it. It was like a minute or two long, but yeah, it cuts around. You know, it cuts around. I guess through throughout That's the what set, I saw too. and yeah. uh, the, you know, the drummer's drinking like from tequila from the bottle. I'm like, this is probably this probably wasn't going to go well anyway. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> Yeah, we learned that lesson on drinking and performing a long time ago before we like even released the album, I think. Uh, the first time we got to play Boston Music Room in London, which is like a hundred cap, and we were like, oh my God, we're going to be massive. Uh, we played a hundred cap opening a five-band bill and got really excited and uh, bought a bottle of JD between the three of us and uh, hammered it down like half an hour after our set and then we went and bought another one mm-hmm. and I was so fucked I uh, I was like well we've got to show the bigger bands our appreciation for letting us play this gig for them and I was like moshing around and smashed my face into one of the monitors at the front of the stage and like I turned around and I was just covered in blood uh, and I've still got this massive scar and I was rushed away the to good thing is when you're drinking got home at 
and you have alcohol, it's thinner Can't blood. It. So you you know, well, thinner blood, oh, yeah. so you bleed more. You look cooler. Yeah, look way cool. Uh, and uh, we rushed past school, got home at four in the morning, and I was like, I'm never doing that again. And since then, I just like haven't drunk anything. So I had like a period like that was within like a year of me starting drinking at uni as well. So it was like had that lesson and then just stopped. <laughs> Sorry, so you, you know, we look, we look. Like, like two go ahead, Luke. Go ahead, Luke. No, I was going to say, me and Kate drink lager tops occasionally after uh, practice. A, a, a lager top. top. A lager top being, for our American friend, a basically like his beer with a bit of lemonade in. So, what kind of granddad's drink and stuff like that? <laughs> you don't really want to drink beer, like a full beer, you know. How much? So um, you like, how much lemonade is in a beer for that? Probably like uh, a quarter. Oh wow! And how does that taste? Well, it's like nice. really really refreshing do you know what a shandy yeah. is yeah that was I would assume, like a summer shandy i guess i don't drink i don't drink a lot of those i just and i barely even drink these days and if i do it's like shitty american beer like bud light miller light coors light speaking P- of PBR. which i've got, uh, bud the, light I've got this we've been called that <laughs> which is like swedish beer that I, we, I got on the ferry it's delicious nice cheers norland's gold yeah. i'm just thinking like Foss, uh, a a uh, lager top, probably exactly what lamb goat commenters think we would drink. <laughs> no, nah. Bud Lightcore. Bud Lightcore, yeah, man. Yeah. Bud Lightcore, yeah, that's a good one. That's a, that's an interesting situation going on. Th- there. So, no, it was something like this band needs a deal with Bud Light, and I was like, that's a fantastic. <laughs> I feel like those, you know, I feel like that those yeah. comments, though, especially oh, like if anyone, surprised. if anyone is like trans in a band those are just like those jokes are just so low hanging fruit they're just like easy toss ups you know like you expect that you expect it you you know what we need is well well thought out humorous commentary that's basically it highbrow lamb goat comments no more lowbrow it's It's time for a change it's also made Kate really strong with like kind of impenetrable well that's the other thing about unfortunate but you know what I mean? Respect, that is the thing about uh, dealing with like haters and, and, and stuff like that. And, you know, I come from a different time as Kate comes from a different time. Luke, you come from a different time and also different parts of the world, right? So different things go on in societies uh, on an everyday basis in different parts of the world. I was bullied in school, like in elementary school, middle school, high school, and all this stuff. You know, not constantly, but, you know, there are people that were bullied. Uh, that bullied me or picked on me or blah, 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 or hated me for any reason whatsoever. And, um, you know, with a lot of people getting bullied these days and a lot of, there's a, there's a big push to like stop bullying. Part of that, part of me is like, damn, I did overcome all that bullying and it made me sort of who I am today. So whereas like the comments on the internet, that's why, you know, I can read comments on the internet and not like, cry or like lose my shit or want to go into a hole or stop doing what I'm doing so Mm. my curiosity is is how do you guys take this negative quote unquote bullying type energy as a band or or in personal life or as a band well it's a good question Uh, I think um, I don't know I think it's one thing when we're getting attacked as a band as a whole, where I'm like, that's pretty funny. Uh, and less so when it's just attacking me existing as a person. And I'm like, mm. what do you want me to do about that? Like, it's fun to say the band's Biden corn should have a deal with Bud Light. Uh, but then it's another thing calling me a freak and I should kill myself and stuff like that. Uh, that that comes more from Facebook comments, actually, on like ads. 
that's when you get like random people. That's the craziest part. I don't mean to interrupt you. Stuff into the void. I don't want to interrupt you, but like yeah. I have not to touch back on the comment thing that we were just talking about with Lamgo. Yeah. But in the conversations I have with other people about like because you know, we have open dialogue, so anyone that has a yeah. any band that has an issue with the comments or what we're doing with the comments, feel free to reach out to me or Lamgo. We will discuss it and blah blah blah. It's, cool. it's a full thing. So that's all full disclosure for anyone. However, when we do have those yeah. conversations, I'm like, you can check your local fucking Facebook, like the local news station on your Facebook, and all of our parents and grandparents and all the people that we know on Facebook that are fucking verified are out there saying the wildest shit with, <laughs> yeah. their, with their fucking face and their full name right next to it. Yeah. So that's I don't crazy. care. I, like, if they're doing that, they're definitely going to do it anonymously. And, you know. It is what it is, but there's so much worse, I think, sometimes on Facebook, and they're accounted for. The people are accounted for, you know? Yeah. So continue on, sorry. I think I got to the end of the point there. It's just like, yeah, um, it's one thing with the band, and another thing when it's personal. It's harder to deal with when it is personal, but I've sort of been just sort of getting over it and being like, well, you can't really do anything about it. you just got to be like, yeah, whatever, fuck these guys. Um Exactly, right. like, exactly. I don't understand why you've got so much time on your hands to go and be commenting yeah. this shit. That's one um, thing. That's, that's definitely one of the things. But when sure. it is about the band, it is quite entertaining. So I'll yeah. allow that. Poo poo toucher. That's a good one. Poo poo toucher. That, it doesn't even make sense. I don't understand. I did, I did kind of think, like, okay, Lamgo is asking us on is this like a setup? Um, <laughs> never gonna be a setup, big dog. We, we like <laughs> Lambgoat and Lambgoat and the comments are separate. Like obviously, like Lambgoat yeah. isn't the comments section. It's just part of the dichotomy that goes on. No, no, you're a very, you're a very nice person. I'm enjoying our conversation. It's just, um, <laughs> I was like, what's what's the catch? You're not the only right? person. Yeah, and the thing is, you're not the only person that have thought that in the past. Really? Like, oh no, no. I mean, like we haven't gotten bands on that we've covered for <laughs> like 20 years. You know what I mean? There's bands. And a lot of that has to do with the way that Lambgoat was previously run, not in the way that it was run poorly. It just didn't have someone like me forward facing. It was always Alex, the original owner, but not doing interviews, you know, online or not doing interviews himself for the most part. He always would have like a writer do it or something like that. And so there was never any kind of like separation. Yeah, it was always like Lambgoat's is just fucking like troll site and all these trolls have taken like the the inmates have overtaken the asylum or something like that <laughs> and so everybody clearly hates every everybody like if you work at lamb goat there are bands that i've introduced myself to bands that have like done really good things at coachella recently that i've introduced myself to that don't like us at all you know and like i'm a big yeah. fan of those bands and it's just one of the things that you know we have to work towards as lamb goat uh to rectify you know what I mean? We're not trying to erase the comment um, option. We're not trying to change the history. But what we're trying to do is yeah. our idea is if we grow the website big enough, because we, what we care about is the underground music part and documenting yeah. the scene and documenting what's going on, positive and negative. It's all part of history because mm -hmm. Lamgoat's had Lamgoat has 23 years of history within its databases online. Yeah. That's a lot more yeah. than the other bigger websites out there. So we, we think that that's a, a big core thing for the historical aspect of like hardcore and metal. 
We're going to continue yeah, doing that. Yeah, I was going to say that's culturally significant. If you've got yeah. like over 20, 20 years in a body, yeah. a body of uh, yeah. documents, we right. can, I mean, we, was... we've covered bands from their inception to the, the breakup, and they've done twenty-year careers. You know, like every time I die, or I was going to say, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, fair. so when people like get bummed out about not wanting to, us to post about them, it's like it's so much bigger than you. It's so much bigger than the comments. It's so much bigger than your feelings, yeah. unfortunately, too. And that's you know, I don't know. But also, I'm from Florida. I mean, and we're free, we're like a free speech kind of thing. So, like, I have to navigate it very, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, think, I, feel like the, I feel like the coverage on Namgo is always really good. Like, yeah. it's just good journalism. Uh, and then you get the added bonus <laughs> of, for some reason, out like completely unrelated to the article, you just get a comment section that's like that, and you're like, right. why? Why? It's like I, it does feel like it's. Uh, sort of like a culture like it, do- so no- it totally is if you, saw, if you saw the article in a vacuum there's no reason to think that on this news website like any other news website doing good journalism that the comments would be like that but it's like because it's lamb goat this is how you comment metal sucks is kind of like that too yeah metal sucks isn't as bad though no they're, uh, like, i mean dude, it used to be pretty used to be pretty spicy it's not it's not as bad as yeah. Uh, yeah, See, these, are, these are good things to hear right. too, because like we get dumped, we get just shit on all the time. Like I, I talk to people like in the industry, bands in the industry that also have an issue with, like we've already said, and it's like I'm all for people not getting their feelings hurt and people feeling you know welcome in this or the other. But also sometimes it's like you can't take one of the comments, bro. They sound touchy. They, they well, yeah, they a lot of people are obviously, but. There's other bands like you that are much stronger and thick skinned that are, you know, hopefully pushing not only like whatever your message is forward, you know, like whatever you guys are bringing to the table lyrically and what you guys want to express as a band, but you're also like exposing it to where more people like your band can do the same thing. So it's only going to flood the market more. And then those people are going to get <laughs> more and more perturbed as that goes on. But our thing yeah. is like touching back on growing the scene and growing everything is if I, we can grow the audience that comes to Lamb Goat it will also somewhat kind of like not flush out the old but it brings in a lot of new blood which could possibly younger you know more progressive users or whatever could also do different comments the wokies yeah just go dude just go get rid of those dudes in the 30s and their 40s with bits <laughs> the guys that look like you with yeah your you and angle. me you and me we just yeah. can't we can't get on lamb anymore <laughs> we just stick to our porch and tell everyone to get yeah. off our lawn. Yeah. Luke found these yeah. Ray Bans on tour. Um, they'd just been like lost somewhere, and we tried to hand them in, and like no one wanted them and stuff, so we kept them. And uh, when he puts them on, he looks just like the profile pictures of like a guy in his truck. Uh, with some hates our band. Would be like, fuck cancel <laughs> culture and all this woke bullshit because like yeah. they're. Uh, petrol went up by like five cents. Oh uh, hell, well, gas, like, gas this, is a big this, thing here over in the get states. Get this Biden rock away from me. Get this Biden yeah. rock away from yeah, me. Yeah. These liberals—they just stick their liberal agenda down my throat. Yeah. I Wake can't, up, I sheeple! I can't say that. Um, I can't say <laughs> that. Yeah. I can't say that I also am a fan of cancel culture. I definitely would be like on the fence for a lot of topics, especially being a Florida man. Uh, you know, I do get the. I do. Florida man. Yeah, I do get that whole like, you know, (laughs) oh, you're from Florida, so it's the whole thing. But, uh, you know, I'm definitely not a Trumper guy. I 
more so probably left leaning than anything, but I, I'm pretty in the middle on a lot of things. But cancel culture, I never really got into, even as some. I mean, there's definitely levels to it, right? Like R. Kelly, and, yeah, and Bill Cosby, and all these other things. But yeah, you know, like I don't know, man. I can't believe they canceled OJ. <laughs> they were late on that, but oh, you know, like Tim, like Tim Lambesis. That's one that's kind of like. It it was always fuck Tim for a long time in my head, but now like I'm like, eh, well, you know, he went to jail, and it's been a long time. It's like, how long am I gonna like not listen to, you know, frail words collapse or something like that? Now I'm not gonna go like hang out and see him and hang out with him, but like, would I listen to fucking frail word, you know, 94 hours or whatever? I'll maybe I'll do that. I had checked this right. So a couple of uh, when I went to go and see uh, your boy Fred Durst uh, in, London, <coughs> in London a couple of like a month or so ago. By the way, uh, that's uh, we, so lucky. It's been so many years since I've seen him. Probably like seven years, six years. So I'm jealous. They're doing another big show in London um, in the summer, and maybe even one down in Margate in Kent, where I live. So, but anyway, like, so we went to that show. We came back. There were some guys on the train that started talking to us. On like, because I live in like. A, a county near London so, you know we've got to get a regional train home and shit and there's all the grungers sitting there so you can see who's been to gigs and what and that, I was like oh did you go and see Biscuit and they didn't they went to Enter Shikari uh, and, but on your similar thing to what you're talking about going like well do you listen to this or that this guy like proper like deep Kent kind of guy just turned around and was like listen you know I'm just listening to Lost Prophets. I don't care. It was wrong what was happened, but I'm listening to Lost Prophets. And to be honest, that's it. And like me, me and my missus were like, mate, just you know, we were like, no, we were talking just about music from the early okay. 2000s and shit like that. And like my other half and me just turned around and was like, to be honest, mate, like, um, that's just fucked up. So why? Yeah. Like, I was like, mate, Last Train Home still a banger. And I was like. <laughs> He's a dirty pedo, bro. Like, so no, I will say that I can't. Maybe just don't listen to Lost Prophets. You know I, I, mean? I want to comment on that because, like, I didn't really fuck with the Lost Prophets after that uh, Shinobi Dragon album, right? They, the exactly the same, exactly so, the same as me. Yeah. But now that that's all, tra- like, I haven't listened to that. I didn't. I haven't listened to that album in a long time, even before all that came out. But when I, when that when all that fucking weird shit with uh, uh, is it Ian? Is that his name? Ian, Ian Watkins. Yeah. Yeah. When Ian fucking had all that weird, crazy drama go on in his life that was off the wall, uh, I was like, man, it brought all those songs back into my head. And I was like, I kind of want to listen to those again. But then the whole like other thing <laughs> goes on. Like, yeah, Dude, it was were. big news here in the UK. It was big here, I think, too. Well, I mean, oh, it yeah, should it have like been really big there. Big it was big news in the UK. I was like, what the fuck? And for those uh, who don't I've know, never actually li- I've, I've never actually listened to them, and I don't know what the drama is. So it's just very oh, the drama. That, but... The drama is, I think him and his girlfriend were like meth heads doing like fucking pedo stuff with her kid. Am I oh, wrong? Okay. He, was like, used, he was like using fans to molest their children. Yeah, recording like, it. I think there was like some videos of it or something. It was fucking. Maybe wild. I won't do the deep dive on the discography then. No. no. Last Train Home, like that, that whole album with Last Train Home, it was all garbage anyway. That, that inner... Really feel sorry for the rest of the band, though, because yeah. obviously, like, that's like your life's work. Um, just fucked, basically. I think they started a new band. I don't know, but this is the, that's the thing, right? Anyway. But who's go. heard of it? Exactly, this is the point <laughs> yeah. that I'm making, so it's like... Yeah. But who's heard of it? You can't say formally of... Lost. You can't even like bring that. Yeah, in you can't. Old, you be know like, I mean? X lost profits, mm, and man, then be like, man. "Wow, I want to check that out." 
Yeah. Doesn't make the best headlines. Yeah, I did get I did go through a new metal yeah. stage where that was big, you know, the inner Shinobi Dragon or whatever the fucking song was. Shinobi Shinobi versus Dragon Ninja. Yeah, that that uh, that is it. That was big. That was a banger back in the ni- late late nineties, early two thousands for sure. But nonetheless, dead to us all here on the show and <laughs> everyone at Lambgoat. But um but not the commenters. No, they probably still listen to it, yeah. Um, or in Kent, yeah. apparently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the one guy on, on the train. He doesn't give a fuck. He's yeah. going to let you know. Look. Yeah. He's going to let you know. Look. I'm same, on the train. To be fair, like, the same guy told me that he's seen, like, no offense to them, but, like, that he's seen Ennis Shikari, like, 15 times, and that, like, Bullet from a Valentine were, like, the, me- the most metal band of all time. So he did have some hot takes on certain things. Typical, to do. You know what? He, he kind of sounds just like a big UK homer. He just wants to support the UK bands. <laughs> He just wants to get it out there. You know, he's a big homer, dude. It's all good. Because my wife was like, this guy, fuck this guy. I was like, dude, just, you know, this, it's just Look, a thing. He, he's the, he's, he, in his head, Ian had one little slip up. It's no big deal. I could still listen to fucking Handsome Swing Alive. Could have happened to anyone. Yeah. Maybe he watches this. He said he's going to come and see us at download, actually. <laughs> uh, so I'll point him out to you, Kate. Give him a shout out. Oh, man. Yeah. That's coming up soon, right? That's coming up in a couple of weeks. This this podcast will have already uh, yeah, next come out there. But yeah, that's something that... That's one of the big UK festivals I definitely want to go to. Big. Hellfest, that biggest, one's... Biggest rock fest, yeah. Yeah, download Hellfest and uh, Outbreak are coming... Like Those are the, Euro, set, yeah. those are the Euro festivals that are like really on my radar right now. Um, more for like the hardcore stuff, but... There are a lot of the bigger metal festivals too that, like, obviously yeah. would be insane to go look at. But I'm not. Su- I'm currently in my elder age. I've got. I'm more into like hardcore than I am metal. There's a festival. Is it like called? Uh, there's that one in Belgium that's called like This Is Hardcore. That always looks quite good. And they, Hyper Fest. They have a This Belgium. Is Hardcore in Philadelphia here too. So ah, okay, yeah. So they have one in Europe too. It, it normally looks quite good. Interesting. So, I. Yeah, need to get our agent to book us to play Vakken. Mm, yeah, yeah, well, Vakken yeah. would be that's one that's problem. on there. But again, you have to shout out like to a, our friends and Harriet who are playing it this year. <laughs> you got to have like a whole week, fucking, to do all that, and a lot of time and a lot of people to cover it all for sure. Because that is an yeah. insane, fucking big, large event. Um, so much Euro metal, curry vest, and good time. What's the difference? Like, what's the big? What's the big difference between Euro metal and, and American metal? Every like everything, dude. <laughs> uh, because like the Europeans, just like they just obviously like with folk European culture, we have like classical music and like pagan stuff and various you know like local cultures and stuff. And like the Europeans just love that and ABBA. Yeah. Um, so like they combine all of these things with Iron Maiden, and that's like Euro metal. Um, yeah. And it's just fucking brilliant. And like it's like how is it so big? Europe- how is it so so big over there? Because like we don't because- have stuff like that. Like we don't have like. American you mean, you don't have Hammerfall metal. in America? No, we What's don't. Got, we guys? don't have like anybody. We have like, we have YouTube and like Instagram accounts that like play country metal or something like that, or like okay. folk metal. But that no one's taking it seriously. You're like, but you guys have like entire genres, like pirate metal, Viking metal, uh, Celtic <laughs> you know, fucking metal, like all this other types of fucking yeah. power metal. How metal was offshoots. the best? How metal was the best, dude? We met some guy from Greece. Who interviewed with us, and I was like, "Make sure that you tell like them I love the Hellenic power metal," and he did. So nice. anyway, I don't know what the, the moral of that story was. Uh, <laughs> I don't think we'll be making any power metal anytime soon. We'll probably make some street hardcore before we make some power metal, but who knows? Yeah. Vocal layer, vocal layer, ring could get out of hand. Next album's entirely sounding like Speed, God's Hate, and Sengoku Sugabog. 
Yeah. Crossed, crossed with Man of War. It's gonna, you're gonna be one of the, you're gonna, <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna be, uh, yeah, you're exactly. gonna be one of those bands that just kind of transcends yeah. genres like the, like the Deftones or, or, you know, over, over their 20 year plus career, they've just never really sounded the same. They've always made a different album. Mm. Yeah, I but mean, on like really Sabaton levels. Like, <laughs> the Sabaton, it's the Sabaton plan. We'll get more tanks. Yeah. We'll, um, we'll find out when, we'll find out when we write it. Because at the moment it could be anything, yeah. but yeah, I mean, there's not really boundaries on on the music we're making. Like no. I said, like people seem to like um. everything on mirrors. So then we went further in, like okay, we can just do what we want, and if we like a song, we'll put it on the album uh, within reason. Like I wrote a song that sounds just like Black Dahlia Murder, and I'm like, it's good, but it doesn't really have anything people slash about it. It's just a Black Dahlia Murder song. Uh, so, within reason, as long as it fits the album, we'll put it out there if we like it and we've written it. So, I guess it's good to have that constraint nested at this point because we're a little bit more confident in ourselves. Um, but I have been fucking a lot with God's Hate and Speed and Gel and Zulu. Because <laughs> it's good. And hardcore Bow. is good. It's Hardcore is, it's got a big upswing right now. Hardcore is like, because, you know, hardcore moshing has hit TikTok and Twitter and Instagram yeah. and people are now finding out that oh you kill people in the mosh pit and the normal crowd is like that is fucking wild but it's also showing the normal crowd like you'll you'll get like a, a small percentage like maybe 0.5% of the normal crowd will be like oh I fuck with that what is that and they'll fall down yeah. that rabbit hole again and so we're we're getting like a uh, a big influx you know a big a big yeah there influx seems of to be blood. like a a really big resurgence of just like traditional straight up hardcore stuff that just hasn't like I'm sure it's been going in the underground more but like not to the point of like you look at Outbreaks line up in the UK and you're like every single one of these bands is a brand new sick hardcore band that like if you look up any of them they got riffs for days and it's like where did they all come from it's just happened yeah and it's sick i love to see it it's like, also coming from like you know like speed coming from australia and there's other bands that are like yeah, yeah as well. it's huge, like all like, over the world as well dude, so i actually won on instagram tickets to go to like some festival that speed were playing out in australia and i was like all right guys like nice that's really cool i i live in england yeah and they were like <laughs> cool do you want to sell well, the anyway. tickets or something or what you what how are you gonna so pick you just never up? said anything Hardcore bands are normally quite rude on social media, so I'm not really surprised, to be honest. Uh, you know, that's, <laughs> you know that's I found that the they way, don't even the like social media. Wrong. A lot of bands, a lot of hardcore bands don't have social media, and they don't like it. And it's the wildest yeah, thing, yeah. because, yeah. like, you can't find, like, Absolutely a lot of these bands you can't find. Like, you just have to go to the band yeah. camp, and that's it. That's all yeah, you do. they don't do interviews like us sell out. Like us yep. sell out. That's true. Selling out big Biden time. rockers. Gulch and Tsunami wouldn't be sitting here talking about Biden Gulch just broke up. They were like, well, yeah, I yeah. know. <laughs> they definitely wouldn't. Well, I mean, <laughs> but, hey, but Sammy, but doing big things with Drain, so you know he, he's the press guy with Drain. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh, oh, that's true. Big, yeah, big nice. press guys there. They just hung out with uh, Posty Malone yesterday. Oh, sick! They, I guess nice. Post Malone came Went to the collab. Drain show. Yeah, I don't know. On probably. the hardcore thing, like um, as Kate said, like potentially try and do some like of that vibe on the next Slicer album or whatever or every release, but. I'm pretty up for that because then I can just do like my straight up um, street oi London hardcore vocals um, and just show which is just your voice really which is just my voice basically yeah and, and then, <laughs> like, the, Amer- the Americans will be like sick um, and just <laughs> this do some of that this sounds so genuine and from the streets 
It so is. I'm going to can... see. I'm going to see. I'm showing my age, obviously, but in a couple of weeks, I'm going to go and see Rancid. Nice. Um, which which is great. I've never seen that before. I, I played some of them to Kate, and Kate was like, "Every Rancid song's like, oi, 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 I've got a friend." Yeah, I yeah, like yeah. It's, it's definitely oi punk. punk and sure. I was like, yeah, pretty much. That's how it goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's definitely like, <laughs> but it's the American version of oi punk, I guess you could say, right? Because, but yeah, dude, like that's that's the cool thing. Like, and it's got bits of scar in there, obviously. But I think I think his parents are yeah. from. I think his parents are from. Uh, sort of out that way. I, I, I think he's Me? like I think he's got European parents, or I don't know. I could be fucking talking my ass. He was just one on of the them Hard Danish podcast, or something. So. That might be it. Great bass player. But anyway, yeah. go on. Was you wrapping up then? I was I was going to with one last oh, question. Sorry, no, 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 you're go good, on. you're good. We usually run in about an hour, and we're we're here now, so you know. I know you guys got things to do, another beer to drink, and other riffs to. I'm on beer out. too. Yeah, I'm gonna finish both of them. I've got something waiting for me after this podcast, so by all means, I you know I'm I'm waiting and willing or ready, ready and willing. Um, so you got a couple of days before the new album comes out, and this this podcast will come out in like a month's time, so. You know, oh, okay. we, yeah. you guys can look back on this particular question after a month and be like, oh, we were wrong or we were right. So what are the feelings that you have right now about releasing the full album coming out in a couple of days time? Like, is it nerves? Are you excited? I, like, what's, what's the what's the band's, you know, mindset? I honestly have not even had time to comprehend thinking about that. Like, we just got off three weeks with Boris. Then we came home, we played the show in London, and I'm packing 200 pre-orders to send out. So it's, uh, I've not really had time to think about it. So it's like, now that reviews are starting to pop up this week, it's sort of like, oh shit, people are hearing the album now. Like, I forgot that we did that. And like, I haven't listened to the album in a bit. Uh, and I listened to the album again, I was like, this album's sick. Like, at least with the first album, we sort of had a wait of like, over a year of sitting on it before it came out. Whereas this is like, yeah, it got mastered like six months ago, so it's still really fresh. And when I listen to it, I'm like really proud of it, which is a good state to be in, to be doing interviews and like releasing it because it means I'm as excited about it as I want other people to be. Yeah, it's very um, honest, very honest thing to say, Kate. You're breaking yeah, the, you're breaking uh, the, you're breaking the full four there. No, oh, people are gonna think I'm not just the on stage persona all the time. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's it's really cool. I'm excited. Like the reviews have been really positive, and I'm hoping, I'm hoping a lot, a lot of people give it a chance. Like, I well, I heard it again. Uh, I heard it again I think this morning. To, I think it's an album that's a good one to sit all the way through because there's so much going on on it. So I hope people do that instead of like listening to one track and being like, I don't like this because there's so many different things on it. Because I definitely feel like with the first single, there was a lot of people who were like, this album's gonna be shit because it's just grunge 90s grunge now and it's like what well, it's not it's just uh, it's, it's got an ebb and flow to it so I hope people listen to the whole thing and if they do I hope they get it because a lot of people seem to be liking it and I want people to like it as much as I do oh, I'm very pleased with it and I hope everyone enjoys it as much as the enjoyment I get out of it for having created it and I also also what's the point of making music if you don't like the music like I make music oh. to be like I love these bands and I want to make music that sounds like what these bands haven't done because I think it would sound cool and then I do that and then I go sick I've got my music and it sounds good that was a really w- long winded way I was going to say Luke you're, 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 you're addition like to that 
Um, was it how we're going to feel? No, I mean, like, how do you feel oh, now? How, feel? how do you feel now about it? How do you feel now? Well, I mean, to be honest, like, we've had a bit of initial feedback from the quote-unquote industry, uh, and most of it is, like, 10 out of 10, 9 out of 10. But isn't that always going to be the thing? Isn't that always the case? Not really. No, you Not get, really. You get like, like, this is shit? Yeah. Yeah, but they don't know. They don't fucking know what's going on, especially in this industry. But that's just external validation, right? So my actual opinion on it is like, um, for for us as a band, and just for me as a player as well, like, and for it as a compositional unit and such, like, it is a big step forward. And and yeah, it's it's exciting to get out there, and I think people are gonna uh, dig it. I also wanted to comment on how Kate um, very sweetly said, "I hope they give the record a chance." Sort of like our album is like a like foster puppy or something or like a foster child he's, bitten, he's only bitten just, he's only bitten one baby yeah you have yeah, to give him another find chance a kernel in that you know the frosty in your heart, heart. Yeah. in your yeah. frosty metal heart um, to like put down the frozen uh, fucking soul album because it's so sick for a second uh, and then like pick up just a chancing yeah. album like ours we would have done yeah. very well but yeah like, give give the Biden Rock a try. You might like it. Hey, give Biden Rock a chance. Yeah. Yeah. We, Don't well, dismiss it. Yeah, that's a, that might be a good one to end it on. Give Biden Rock a chance. <laughs> that's gonna be the, that's gonna. You know, be the, these wokies can't all be that bad. You know, we might death. Yeah, death to full. <laughs> death to false Trump call. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's been it's been a lovely time with you all. Uh, I know it's a little later over there, so I'll let you guys go here shortly. Thanks, um, man. But yeah, all the best of luck to you guys. Um, you and Prosthetic. Uh, you know, the new album, like I was saying earlier, I listened to it again a couple times this morning in full. So by all means, yeah, it's definitely worth a listen in full for sure. <clears throat> you think it's uh, all right? Yeah. You know, I mean, it could, it could, yeah, use, it could use a little, it, yeah. I don't like dogs, you know. I don't like puppies, so I don't want. He's gonna, he's puppies. gonna ask, the, yeah. he's gonna We're ask the mam goat users. <laughs> no, it'll be no. It's, it's, it's. I like things that give it a, that. I like, I love things that touch back to the early two thousands. Noise core, math core, uh, Dillinger, Norma Jean time frame. That because that's when I got like I fell into it. So of course it's like nostalgia. And when we were talking about like. It, everything seems to be coming back sometime you know like you you, you you get these influences here or there and in reality all these year all these grand albums are having 20 year anniversaries and cycles usually go like you know 20 years so whether it's fashion or TV or fucking whatever so yeah. I feel like we're having that kind of uh, resurgence of just a secular you know cycle coming back around but also more people the internet is just finding more people and it's just steamballing or steamrolling and snowballing you know into a larger fucking problem and hopefully Lamb Goat is pushing everybody down that hey, fucking his- hole. history history is you know as a somebody studied history history is full of cycles and that's kind of one of the main prisms that people you know have analyzed the uh, annals of our time annals of our time <laughs> Yep, that's true. <laughs> Pupil Slicer no. on the Van Flip podcast. Blossom is already out. You've already been hearing it a bunch of times. You guys are playing. You guys got a busy summer lined up or fall lined up. What what you got? Yeah, Just, we got, let's end uh, it on that. Two shows with two shows that download next week. That'll have already happened by this time. Uh then we're playing Mystic and Poland, which will also already happen. 
Then we got Radar Fest in Manchester with like Thor Big Hill, Ibor, uh, uh, Carbomb, uh, Carbomb, Carbomb, Boys, Oh, Callus, Um That's gonna be sick. And then we've got Arctangent Festival with like Converge and uh, Devon Townsend, Con- Conjurer, Conjurer, my our boys, our boys, uh, Health, also our boys. Um, How many of the butt plugs do you guys own? Do you guys own any of the? I don't. I don't have any yet. Uh, I'm waiting for Johnny to give me his personal one after we see him. No, we need to get one for our driver Dan. Um, Oh yeah, we'll get one for our driver. He loves. He He runs Titan Touring. Check it out. (laughs) Nice. Titan Touring. And then after that, we have uh, ten dates in the UK with employed serve at the end of the year. It's gonna be pretty sick. Are you guys picking up Church Road Records? 11 are know. you guys uh, when are you guys making it out to uh, this side of the pond dude hopefully, hopefully this year. album yeah hopefully this is the vehicle that allows us to do that but I think you guys just like upped your artist tax by like 40% or 50% or something yeah, just like move over here visa. move over here it's a bigger audience better stuff bro I ain't moving to Jacksonville I'm standing <laughs> Kent man <laughs> you don't know what you're missing Limp Biscuit was from here guy okay yeah well you know Bosca from Kent I don't know what that is. <laughs> They're an influential <laughs> post post rock band from yeah, the UK. I only know Limp Biscuit guy. I only have enough room for yeah. Limp Biscuit and maybe a couple corn songs and a stain. One mud shovel by stain. That's it. Or so perhaps yeah, some. Uh, shank, well, it, two two spine shake songs. <laughs> two spine shake songs. Three, okay. Some three days Power grace. Man? No, no three days grace. What was the other one you said, Kate? Sorry. Power Man. Power Man. Oh yeah, Power Man. Uh, the uh, Star Wars Revolt album. That whole album. Nice. Yeah. And of course, Mudvayne is, is very special. Mudvayne yeah, Mud Mud has special band. They have two. I, I give them two songs, yeah. Dig and Death Blooms. But other than that, I'm, I'm good. I mean, you put Death Blooms in there, that's generous. You have to, because yeah. of just like the bass work. Um, anyway, we'll stop our new metal playlist. If we can't. Hey, we we, actually, we made a new metal playlist, I think. We um, have a new metal website. Yeah, we got a new metal yeah, website. We should share it with it at the end of this, Kate. We, uh, we can share it, actually. You know what? I'm going to stop this right now, and I'm going to talk to you guys off off camera really quick, if you don't mind. <laughs> yeah. Is that okay? <laughs> yeah, this happens, this happens frequently. This happens frequently all the time. It's just this particular conversation doesn't need to be fucking on the internet or for the audience. <laughs> no, that's members. fine. That's so, fine. That's fine. Late, alarm, go, go yeah, with everything said and done, great day. People Slicer, <laughs> Blossom, you've listened to it, go listen to it. Maybe next year you'll see them in, in person. And when you bring us yeah. back for the new metal clinic. Yeah, well, soon. <laughs> nice one. Cheers, man. Welcome to us talking about our podcast for a minute. What's the name of that podcast? That's Axe to Grind. Uh, and right now you're going to be getting a little a little taste of it, right down to the shaky microphone and all. <laughs> and my name's Bob. And my name's Patrick. And usually we're joined by Tom. Tom's the best. Tom has a real grown-up job that requires him to be at work. But we talk about decidedly not so grown up things like hardcore music and things that people that like hardcore music tend to like. So that could be the latest shows, uh, revisiting classic material, talking about the new classics, um, all the little dorm room nonsense that you imagine from a niche music podcast that, that you either love, want to love or hate. Yeah, imagine all the emotions that you have towards a genre that that, uh, has impacted your life uh, and then condense them down to an hour to two hours a week.
So triangulate your speakers. Think about jumping off the bed, singing along, dancing like an idiot, and listen to Axe Grind Podcast. <laughs>